you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Etruria and Trachonitis, and Licinius was tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole of region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the winding road shall be made straight, the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke is regarded as one of the historians in the comp composition of the Gospel and his other book, The Acts of the Apostles. Um, he doesn't quite have it correctly if you were to open all of the historical archives of that time and look at the leaders of Rome and where they were in Holy Land and in Judea and so on. He has a little play there. He has a little creativity going there. And I think the reason Luke cites all of those names that we hear today and we'll hear again on Christmas Eve is he wants to let those who will read this whenever we read it know that this Jesus who is going to be prepared for by John in the desert, this Jesus is a historical figure. He was real. He wasn't just someone that popped up out of nowhere. So to, to cite the names of Annas and Caiaphas and the Tetrarchs, he gives a little bit of historical, in his day, accuracy. But the message is clear. This is no ordinary passing person, Messiah or Lord. This one's for real. He's here to stay. Now, at that point, of course, the author of the Gospels knew not only that Jesus was here to stay historically, but when he wrote the Gospel, Jesus had died and resurrected. So he knew when he composed where the direction of his Gospel will go. So he produces this character, John. And John, by all accounts, was a wild man. 
he, he was, I mean, think of it. We hear his clothing was camel hair. And this wasn't like cured fur of a camel. This is like dead camel's skin. So you had a little bit of smell going there. Um, he was in the desert. No bathing, no deodorant, no toothbrush, nothing. And he was wild. His food, locusts, bugs, and wild honey. So you got this character that comes out of nowhere, but being sent by God to fulfill the scriptures. That this character, that an ordinary person wouldn't pay attention to, has a message for you and for me that is still going on. And the message is, you've got to prepare a way of the Lord. All of us are required to make straight the paths of the Lord. Now, coming here from Manhattan this morning, I didn't drive, Jerry drove. He took the GPS, and thank God for GPS, because I don't think I would have gotten here without it. He took this road and that road and went over here and then around a the corner here and then went over a bridge. And, and naively, I said, oh, there's a lot of rivers here. He said, um, Louis, it's the same river. We're just relocated. So, so you have to know geography to get here. Well, that's what John is saying. You've got to know the geography of your soul, of your life, of your geography of your land to get to God. And one of the ways he tells us, he goes back into the Old Testament, when the people of the time were mourning. They were mourning the destruction of their country. So they're crying and they're, they're weeping. And Baruch, the author, comes on the scene and says, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're suffering now? I want you to get dressed and I want you to put on the splendor of God. You're mourning, you're suffering. I want you to wrap yourself in the cloak of God. And I want you to look so good that you put a miter on your head, a crown, to show people how important you are. You're suffering, you're in the dregs of humanity, but God knows every one of us, and God rewards us with the cloak of justice and the robes of dignity. Or oh, oh, we, we could say he was talking about the destruction of Jerusalem in maybe 580 or, or the earlier destruction before that. But this is the word of God. This is God speaking to us today. We're not just paging through this great old history book. I really believe, and I hope we all do, that this is the word of God. God speaking to us. So yes, we use the prophet Baruch as an author to put those physical words on script. But God is speaking to us. Stand up, he says. Stand up and let everybody see you. Now, we might think of ourselves being Catholics and this time of season, everything is rising up around us, the trees, the decorations, the sanders, and all those wonderful things. But God wants us to stand up. So people see us and our deeds. To see the word Christ born in the flesh in us. 
So no matter what's going on out there, whether it's poverty, whether it's challenge, whether it's prejudice, it's up to us to stand up strong and be seen as people who believe the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, is with us now and will ever be, and as Paul says, until the day of Christ, which means at the end of time. So this Word of God is very significant for us, and as we're being challenged by Baruch and by the prophet in the desert, the Baptist, we're being told, come on, look at yourselves. Look at who you are. You are people of dignity. You are people of royalty. You are people of holiness. Again, us, gathered here in the church of St. Cabrini and whatever Catholic church there is throughout the world celebrating our faith today. We've been too dignified by God and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Holy Son, to go with the flow, to be negative, to be depressed, to be prejudicial, to be judgmental. Oh, oh, and he deals with that. Poetically, he does deal with that. It's up to us to knock down the mountains of prejudice. It's up to us to fill in the gorges of emptiness and loneliness. It's up to us to make our way and the ways of our brothers and sisters standing alongside us straight to God. Yes, through the Holy Mass. Yes, through the Holy Scriptures. But yes, through our charity and love and respect for each other every day. Christmas is going to be taken over unless you and I stand up. Christmas is going to be taken over by the sales that will start two days before Christmas, half price. Christmas will be taken over by, by the, 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 the scams that go on on internet and on television and on the phones. Christmas will be taken over if we allow it to be. The prophet Isaiah echoes the prophet Baruch, telling us to stand up. Let people know you are a Christian rejoicing. And we don't have to wear a sign, keep Christ in Christmas. There is nobody else in Christmas but Christ. But we have to be the Christ in Christmas for each other. We have to be people thoughtfully and consciously who gather gifts for the poor, our own neighborhood or throughout the city. We have to consciously be people who bring food for the hungry, our neighbor in the next apartment, or our neighbors in soup kitchens. That's filling in the gorges, filling in the holes that society has placed before us. And to knock down the mountains of greed, knock down the mountains of envy, knock down the mountains that keep us from one another. We're people. And the Son of God became a people. He became one of us on the conditions that you wouldn't want to be born into. I was just looking at the little kids next door, and they were coloring in little cartoons of the birth of Jesus in the stable. They're tiny little kids. I don't know how old they were. Who's any, is the teacher here? How old are those kids? Yes, how old are they? Between two and five. So I was in my heyday because they, they could understand me, right? Because my, my fans are always under five and over 80, so that, that's safe. So I asked these kids, What's, who's that? Joseph, who's that? His mother, Mary. Why is, he in this, why is he in that thing? Well, it's his crib. I said, but there's an animal there. He was born in a stable. 
I don't know if those kids know what a stable is, but you and I know what a stable is. The stable in which he was born may not be a 21st century stable with beautiful horses and beautiful animals. The stable he was born in was in the poverty of our society. The stable he was born in was filled with prejudice. The stable he was born in produced hate and envy. He was born right into it for you and for me so that we can follow him to his holy resurrection. Understanding his words of love, understanding his words of compassion, sharing and living Christmas each day, not December 25th, please. That was a, a day taken over by the ancient Romans because they used to ce celebrate light that day. We are celebrating the birth of Jesus in the flesh. He's already born. We know that. He's with us. We know that. Let's continuously walk with him on his journey and our journey. This is my little friend from last week. Is it, what's his name, Andy? What's his name? Victor. How you doing again? We made friends last week when he was waving to me during Father's, Father's homily. And he waves again to me. That's the reason we're here. Not for him alone, but for life that came for him, Jesus Christ. And the life that came for each one of us, Jesus Christ. We're here to celebrate our lives of Christians. We're here to celebrate and prepare the way of the Lord. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Hey Niner fans, George Kittle here with a pro tip for making the best play on your eyewear. Visit Zinni.com, the official eyewear of the 49ers. Zinni has changed the game for you, finally making prescription glasses affordable for everyone. At Zinni, you can find over 3,000 frames with unbelievable prices. Look for the Kittles collection so you can rock our styles every day too. So visit Z-E-N-N-I.com, start shopping from home using their virtual try-on, and change your eyewear game forever.